0: Why is it so important to get vaccinated and boosted? Dan Burke, who is the New Mexico Infectious Disease Bureau Chief, has played an active role in responding to the COVID-19 pandemic. He will share about vaccine equity, updates on the distribution plan, and what we need to know about long COVID. Now, 17-year-old Jacqueline Nguyen speaks with Chief Dan Burke. This is Jacqueline Nguyen with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with the New Mexico Infectious Disease Borough Chief, Dan Burke. Mr. Burke has been working in public health since 1990. He served as an immunization manager in 2013 and an Infectious Disease Borough Chief since 2014. As Borough Chief, he's played an active role in responding to the COVID pandemic, starting with a statewide plan in late 2020 to help manage vaccine distribution in 2021. Mr. Burke, welcome to Generation Justice.
1: Thank you so much, Jacqueline.
0: We're really happy to have you here. So um, tell us more about yourself.
1: OK, um, well, you did a great intro, and, and thanks for having me on. Um, apart from that, in my personal life, I, I have um, two kids uh, in their 20s and early 30s, and uh, very proud of them both very much. and. Um, also, I've been in Santa Fe since about 1987. I came here as an intern from Berkeley studying public health. And I'm also a musician. Um, I'm in a little jazz quartet and I love playing music. So those are a few things about me.
0: I love that. I love that you have an interest in music. So I know that the Infectious Disease Bureau covers a lot of important areas. But today we would like to focus on COVID-19 and the vaccines. So. There's a narrative that's coming out that the pandemic is over. Is the pandemic over?
1: Well, (laughs) that's a great question. And unfortunately, there's no way to know for sure. Um, We're hoping that we're over the worst parts and we're in a much better place than we were when it started because we have vaccines. We have therapeutics, which if you get sick can make sure you get a lot less sick. We know so much more about the virus than we did before. Um, We're hoping that our uh, future um, waves of COVID will be much lower and much less harmful than the ones in the past. But the nature of viruses and the nature of uh, COVID is that they're constantly mutating. So that's why we keep getting these different variants. And each variant that comes along it might be more infectious, it might be more, you know, dangerous, and we just don't know what's gonna be coming down the pipe. So we hope we're over, but you really can't, we can't be overconfident, so it's good to stay prepared.
0: Absolutely, thank you so much. Let's talk about vaccine equity in New Mexico. What does it mean, first of all, and then why is it important?
1: Well, you know, there's so many ways you can look at it. Um, But one way to start with is if we look at the vaccine and who got vaccinated in the state, um, our Native American and Asian populations got very high uh, coverage of vaccines. Our white populations got kind of in the middle, around 70 some percent. And at the, the lowest rates of vaccination were African Americans and Hispanics and i think it's really complicated why that happened you know partly opportunity to get vaccinated part, partly people's beliefs in vaccination but it's clearly a, a big difference also when you look at you know who died that's actually native americans got hit the hardest in tor- terms of mortality and so i think that equity in our healthcare system in lots of ways showed up in COVID. So people who have more access to healthcare um, before the pandemic, it also uh, took place during the pandemic. And one more thing, um, there was coverage for uninsured people for testing and vaccination and therapies, but that ended recently when Congress didn't vote more money uh, for for the pandemic relief. So if you're uninsured now, um, you might get having to pay out of pocket for some of these things.
0: Thank you so much. Um, so tell us more about the New Mexico vaccine distribution plan that started in 2020. And what are some of the medical discoveries that we now know about the COVID-19 vaccines?
1: Right, well, that plan uh, we put together in the early days and, um, and then uh, really things just hit like crazy. And we, at the beginning, we didn't have enough vaccine to go around. So we were kind of trying to spread things out as evenly as possible. Um, we had to really have a count on a lot of participation from our hospitals and our community health centers and uh, everybody stepped up really good. So I, I'm, I think we can be really proud of our, of our healthcare system. What we've learned since is that, first of all, vaccines are very safe. There's um, a lot of we, we all get mild side effects like you know soreness in the arm and and feeling you know uh, chills or maybe almost feeling like you're you're a little sick for a day or two but those are mild and they pass and you can take you know aspirin to, or or Advil to take care of that but there's only a couple of serious um, side effects and those are. Um, heart conditions, myocarditis and pericarditis, and then um, blood clots for the Johnson & Johnson. But those are very, very rare. And let's say for heart conditions, we know that COVID itself gives more incidence of heart conditions than the vaccine itself, which is a very rare condition. So that's number one. We know it's really safe. Number two, we know that protection starts out really high and then tends to go down and that's why we ask people to get boosters. So when you first get that vaccine, your protection, your antibodies are really, really high and you have high protection, but then it starts wearing off and we, when we ask people to get boosters. However, we also think that once you've been vaccinated and especially boosted, there are deeper levels of the immune system that can protect you against the worst effects of COVID and so that, that long protection um, seems like it lasts quite, quite a bit longer than the antibodies. So protection is really good from vaccines.
0: Yes. Um, so like, how are we, how is Mexico doing as far as vaccine and boosters?
1: You know, New Mexico can really hold our head up in this one. We were in the top few states, like we were we were jockeying with Anchorage and I mean Alaska and Vermont for those first uh, months. We're now we're around number 14 in the country, so we're 14 out of 50, you know, 51 states, and um, I think we're we're in the highest um, uh, grouping. So we're doing pretty well.
0: So you mentioned how you know, like we have to keep on getting boosters to like help our immunization. So based on that. Um, and the current research, do we have to continue getting booster shots, do you think, in the future?
1: Well, that's really the million-dollar question. I think that in a number of ways, the healthcare system is getting ready for maybe like annual boosters. I I think that's what a lot of people are thinking. But um, And recently, there was just three FDA officials who came out saying, yes, we need annual boosters and they're thinking about starting this fall, so like in a few months. Um, But then some other scientists also came out and said, you know, we still need more data. We're making decisions without enough data yet. So I would say the jury is out on that one. But if I had to guess, I would say it's likely we might end up needing an annual COVID booster. So
0: why is it important getting the vaccine at this time?
1: Well, um, you know, if uh, a lot of people already have gotten the vaccines and they're, and they're good, they're in a good situation, um, if they haven't gotten the vaccine, um, it's important because it makes a really big difference between being unvaccinated and your chance of getting it and then getting really sick from it versus if you do have the vaccine you know, your chances of, you know, like say dying are like one in a million. So your chances of being healthy and surviving really go up um, if you have that vaccine. So it's it's not too late for the people who haven't been vaccinated to go in and and get it. Or if you've only had one or two, get that booster or whatever it is you need.
0: Thank you so much. I definitely think that getting the booster is like really important. what is the intersection between the lower rates of vaccinations and boosters and disinformation around the vaccine?
1: Yeah, the disinformation has been really, really unfortunate. And you know, um, uh, there was there was a, um, a nonprofit study that looked at it and and traced it back to like twelve different Facebook accounts that started sending disinformation out. And you know how things spread on the social media. So that, you know, from just those 12 folks, you know, who could have made up a lot of it and really in fact did make up a lot of what they were saying, just send send things out and it spreads a lot. And and we also know that some of that disinformation comes from like Russian trolls who are intentionally trying to harm our society and our country by, by putting bad information out there. Well, and it then it really becomes really political, which is unfortunate, but I think, you know, we can really see red states and blue states having, you know, lower, lower vaccine coverage in red states and or red parts of states and blue states having higher coverage. So it, it's come down to information being spread through political parties.
0: I definitely think that's crazy how like it has like spread so quickly like disinformation i remember there was like so much like information that was going around and it was kind of scary and made people really unsure so what do we know about long covid right now and how much research is being done on long COVID?
1: well um you know we we have a long way to go to find out about long covid we certainly know that co- long COVID can happen in um, children and young people as well as older people. So definitely the best way to not get long COVID is to not get COVID at all because you are taking a chance. If you if you get COVID, that you might have effects that you know affect your breathing, affect your heart, affect your nervous system. Um, there can be a lot of effects that really can mess up your you know, your life um, for a long time. Of course, we don't know how long they're gonna last because we've only had COVID around for a couple of years. Um, uh, We also know that in some cases, getting a vaccine when you already have long COVID can help. So that can be um, one of the things that can, uh, you know, sort of help treat it. Um, And then other than that, we really know that um, there's a lot of of, uh, research still going around To find out what's going on with long COVID.
0: Thank you so much. Um, So what is your message to our community, Mr.
1: Burke? Thanks for the opportunity. You know, uh, vaccines as a whole, now not just talking about COVID, but all the vaccines um, have been such a a great help for public health um, overall. I mean, we used to have smallpox that was like this horrible, ter- terrible, disease that would kill and disfigure people. And it's gone. It's gone from the earth because of vaccines. I mean, think of that. We don't even have to worry about that. And polio is gone from most parts of the earth because of vaccines. And, you know, you know, historically, so many children would die. People would have large families because lots of children would die. And many of them would die of vaccine preventable diseases that people don't even get. I mean, even measles. Um, that was when I was a kid. People got measles um, normally, but we don't now hardly at all because of because of our vaccines. So vaccines have just been a huge gift to um, society and to our health, and um, we're lucky to have them. So keep vaccinated, people. Keep getting vaccinated. Don't listen to all the stories. They're not bad for you. They're good for you.
0: Thank you so much, Mr. Um, Dan Burke, uh, for that. I think that it's really important that our community gets all this information, especially with like all the disinformation that's going around and like people being unsure to get the um, booster or the vaccine. So I think that you being here today has helped people like be less unsure about it. So I'm really thankful. For Generation Justice, I'm Jackie Nguyen.